Welcome to Altered Potters, where we hang out with fellow artists and talk while getting a little altered. I am one of the hosts, Ryan Myers, a full-time studio artist and instructor. And I'm the other host, Rochelle Miller, a ceramic artist and instructor, and this is Altered Potters. Hello, folks, and welcome to Altered Potters. Today, we are without Ryan because he had some family issues. So, welcome to the podcast. I have guest host oh. or guest visitor that's back from episode two, Jackie Matowski. Welcome, and thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you. <laughs> so, we're outside, by the way, so you're going to hear some birds so hopefully it doesn't distract anybody and makes people think that they're sitting on a pier That's in right. summer beautiful outside sounds of lake life it's a good life it's a good I'm vibe. not I'm not complaining you know the drill should we talk first about what we're drinking what we're drinking out of I am drinking a vodka cranberry with a lime very refreshing and I'm drinking out of a tumbler made by Lorna Meaden. This is a really nice little slightly squared off tumbler with Mishima inlay. Feels really good in the hands. Nice textures on it. And it's Very a, subtle coloring. And it's a porcelain body it looks like. Yep. And it's is like she a soda fire? Atmospheric firing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It feels really nice when I was holding it earlier. And I have a C. Ralph or Steve Ralph from the St. Croix Pottery Festival when I was there two, I think it was two years ago now. I was there with Ryan. It's got Mishima too. And look, there are lines going down. It reminds me of these little patterns that he put in the sides that look like seagulls to me. Seagulls. So yeah. I was seeing seagulls when I was looking at it, and so I said, I think I want to have that. So this is the first time I've, I've used it. It feels nice in my hands. It's got kind of a sexy little line. But I'm drinking. I've had the worst time finding something that tastes good to me. So I landed on, it's like a bubbly Sauvignon Blanc, and I'm not loving it. <laughs> this is cocktail try number four for number Shelley four tonight. i think i have a really specific taste and i was not quite finding what that is and we're doing something different with this quick little check-in we're outside so you might be able to hear the birds and boats and things we're sitting on our pier it's a beautiful summer night beautiful summer night and i already am freaking out because it's it's almost the end of june which makes me so sad because it's like my favorite yeah it's like the third day of summer yeah yeah because we like had that. solstice at uh, the beginning of the week so the clock's ticking now to darkness again squeeze all the juice all the juice <laughs> out of summer but the reason why i wanted to have jackie back is she's got some stuff in the work that from the first time we talked to you you were working full-time and juggling making pots when you had a show or something coming up. Correct. But it wasn't a, a full-time gig anymore at that point. Yeah, so last time we talked, I think I explained that I was full-time for about five years and then got a day job. And I was never 
totally full time there. I think the most I worked was like 35 hours, kind of always. But that's keeping. pretty close. I feel like once yeah. you're over, even the 20 mark, and it's any like day once, job. Yeah, once you have to go somewhere, mm -hmm. the majority of the days of the week, like yeah, you're preparing mm -hmm. to go to work. It's, you're it's, coming home and then you're winding down from work. Getting totally. into the studio feels really hard. Yeah, yeah, it takes space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is coming to a close so next week, Thursday. Next week. Yes. So, so wait, so how did you make that decision to go back to that? So I think the turning point really was a workshop that I took last summer at Adama Studio out in Dodgeville with Tara Wilson. It's a week-long thing. Adama is a, you know, like a Penland or a Haystack mini, I would call them. Uh, it's nice because it's close. It's very reasonably priced. We're super lucky to have something like that close to us. Mm -hmm. And they get some, some good people coming through who have interesting perspectives and good things to teach. Shelly included. Mm -hmm. this, yes. this fall. Um, but just going somewhere and having all of your meals cooked for you and your only expectation is to show up to a beautiful ceramic studio in the rolling Wisconsin driftless area is like it was just a treat yeah and the people that were like the crowd at workshops like that is just like it was 50% retired art teachers so it's mm -hmm. just like so people, supportive <laughs> and people that came with skills too because right, it's right. like you're not watching the frustrated newbie trying there to there was a couple of those but like it was fun like it was fun to feel like a mentor in some mm -hmm. capacities too like People from all different walks of life and different part, spaces or places in their careers. It was just really good to be around that kind of energy mm -hmm. in a way that like made me, it felt like I fell in love with clay again. And I should have connected those dots much sooner because the reason I became a potter was doing a workshop at Haystack when I was in college. Like right. That's what shifted me. I remember that. Into clay from photography. So lesson learned got to take a workshop every year because it really like reinvigorates my creative spirit so is that kind of your new kind of plan is each year take a workshop even if it's well i guess it, it's not about learning i was even like well i realized also when i went there how much i can still learn like there's so much to learn in clay so many techniques i've never tried like i you go to school for something and you get this idea that you're an expert or you, oh my you God. know everything. Right. And the like because you're a teacher, you probably have learned way more than I did because I was only ever a student for four years. Yeah, but I am daily learning new things. And I am always humbled where there are times, even having done this for as long as I have, I feel like an imposter. I, know. I don't necessarily, it took me years to call myself an artist. Because I was like, well, I make pottery. I know. But I think I'm just like coming out of that idea too. I'm like artist. Coming to the idea that well, defining what an artist is right. for me and recognizing that it's, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. I felt like about artists and what that meant and just Do some blue collar identification that I couldn't get away from that felt more tied to pottery whereas being an artist felt a little too hoity-toity right right now I cerebral see it so much and yeah. yeah but I also feel like being female I feel like I have to justify and making sure I have the right credentials to be able to call myself something instead of just owning it because of my experience so mm -hmm. I do feel like there's an unlearning 
that women have to go through. Absolutely. And I hope it's better now with our kids having more opportunities and I know gender is more fluid and you know if that translates to everybody having the same opportunities and confidence. Right, right. But at any rate, the workshop thing I think is a fabulous yeah, idea. Yeah, it's just going to be part of my business plan. Yeah. Just every year do Carve something somewhere. Get out of mm-hmm. your studio. Like I used to really identify with working by myself, being alone. Like loved it. COVID. It's pretty isolating. Yeah, though. COVID like was a real wake up call. I think for everybody, and even as an introvert, like just understanding more how much I have to offer people, how much people can teach me, the mm-hmm. idea that learning is so important. <laughs> like that was part of my day job that really sucked it out of me is like I was not curious anymore mm. about the things going on there. Yeah. And I don't think that was serving anybody, especially myself. Like I was just very bored and I was really trying to find something to latch on to. Like maybe I can figure out how to learn more about software to make people's lives easier because my coworkers were always very stressed out but it's just like no <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in this like I've I think I just have to be always chasing things that I'm curious about in order to stay fulfilled <laughs> I think that's good though it's you getting up in the morning because yeah. there's stuff to puzzles to work out yeah. and solve yeah so and that workshop was a turning point and then it's been kind of a waffling back and forth for, you know, almost a year. <laughs> do I, don't I, pros, cons, like. Did you do a list? Oh yeah. You're pretty organized like that. Sometimes, yeah, I try to be, and so definitely how- helps. It was more just like recognizing how important it is for me to be interested in what I'm doing and see opportunities mm-hmm. to learn more because I think I have like some level of ADHD and if I am not <laughs> I think engaged, yeah. like, see you later. Like I will just go off on some weird internet rabbit hole, especially sitting at a computer all day. It's just like, I could read the entire Wikipedia all day long cause I'm bored of doing my day job. Like it's just, and it's I need sitting. To, like yeah. you're not, you're an active person. So yeah. that's the other side is how you, Right. Handle that. probably wrapped up in, you know, okay. divergence. <laughs> so you made the decision. Made the decision. You now are going to be a full-time artist starting next week. Starting next week. And you have a studio that is the size of a single car garage. Correct. So that's the next step is to get that prepared for a full-time. I often refer to my studio as being made out of garbage because it's just been stuff that I found on the side of the road that I've made work and given to me for free. I mean, I got two new kilns and a wheel that's fine, but so the important parts are there, but like the shelving is shit and the tables are made out of old doors and like it's it's worked fine and I'm grateful for it, but you I'm have older heat? and wiser. I can't remember. Do not have heat and only the walls are insulated, not the ceiling. So it gets, it gets really cold in winter. Yes, yes it does. So shelling. what are you doing to, like are you using hot water? I have a space heater, hot water in my bucket. I have a little okay. tea kettle that I use to heat up water for my throwing bucket. But it was really uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. my day job for the past five years has been working at a remodeling, design build remodeling firm. So I have a lot of 
connections. connections. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. No. So I have carpenter friends coming in July to help me install new windows mm -hmm. that I got for free off a job site. So Beautiful. It's, it's still a little bit of garbage, but it's like I, repurposed. But, well, I, I, that's where I'm like, I feel like if you can work smarter and like you're saying repurpose or rethink when you do builds, it, yeah. I just think that it's the best solution. It's the greenest solution. Absolutely. And it also makes some of the most beautiful spaces. Right. You just have to be creative. Yeah, for sure. It's another sculpture. Right? <laughs> it's a sculpture you work in. Right. Are you going to add water to this new studio? No, you know, I don't have water in there and I've never missed it. I've never okay. felt like I needed it. So you're just bringing, going inside, getting your buckets full and then... Carry a five gallon out. bucket up from the basement. As long as I have a way to heat the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never felt like I needed water. And it's like, it's a big expense to dig. Oh yeah. And add a water line and... And for the drain and everything. Right, right. The drain especially is huge, so yeah. The, and the, the sinks you can get that cycle up the water. Mm -hmm. You can those, make those. Those have some pretty good, powerful spray. And so I that's where I was thinking with my studio, if I ever get to make it larger than what it is, which I'm hoping. But um, instead of, you know, hooking up a drain, I would probably get one of those the sinks and in Sika, I, they're not cheap, but I think it was maybe like 1500 or $2,000 mm -hmm. for the ones that they had. Diamond Tool, yep. I think makes Diamond some. Diamond Core, yep. Diamond Core, yeah. And they were nice. Like, I mean, I, I was really impressed with the power of the spray and they'd be still far cheaper than. Yeah, there's a bunch of like gravity fed mm -hmm. things on YouTube you can do, but I think just buckets and washing mm -hmm. them off with a sponge and letting them settle and then recycling the clay and yeah. That's the other thing with it. If you don't have water, you work within parameters where mm -hmm. you totally just let, like you, you have multiple buckets, it sits, you can always pour off the yeah. top and yeah. I don't feel like I have enough space for a sink. Like I, I drew a SketchUp model with a friend and I've like planned it out to be a little bit more efficient and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there's some electrical updates that need to happen. There's new windows, totally re-insulating it or beefing up the insulation so that it'll be a, a closed Tight. thermal yeah. envelope. And actually probably won't need much for heat once you get it all closed right. up. Right, and once you, I mean, even without ceiling insulation in the winter, firing two, like firing two kilns consecutively. Oh my gosh, yeah. It'd be like 90 degrees in there for a solid day afterwards, so. Sounds lovely. I like being <laughs> I might have to open cold. the doors in the winter once I get this new insulation scheme set up. So Yeah, you need yeah, may need to nice. periodically vent and get fresh air. Right. But I have a I mean that's the beauty of being in a garage. I can open an entire wall yep. basically. Yeah. So even in the summer when it's hot like this, everybody's like, Oh, does it get really hot when the kilns are fine? It's like, Yes, but I can open an entire wall, so it's never that bad. Not big. Yeah. Or I could always drag my wheel outside, like you could almost even get one of those screens that roll down too mm -hmm. for bug protection. Yeah, I mean, I usually have fans going, so there's never really there's not a lot bugs. of yeah. Oh, that's nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's happening this fall. July. Oh, End this, of July. Oh, so it's happening next month. Yep. Yeah. Holy so I'm not really planning moly. anything. <laughs> so then you. So that's over with. What do you think? Do you think it's going to take a month or? I'm hoping less, but probably realistically. Okay. And then you're gonna We're hoping we can get all the windows in in a day. And then I have a friend helping with the electricity who has a day job. So I imagine that'll be a weekend. Yeah, yeah. evenings or weekends. Uh-huh. 
And then you're going to hit the ground running. Yeah. Thankfully, I have a little savings because I had a job. <laughs> do you want to do fairs again? You were doing fairs in Chicago and mm -hmm. having a lot of success. Yeah. Um, I go back and forth on it. Do you still have your tent and all of your setup and yep, everything? Yeah. I always am changing that, though, okay. so I'm sure I'll get a harebrained idea and build something new. Try something new. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's pretty rigorous lifestyle to do shows. Holiday time is my is my busy season. I mm -hmm. sell like crazy. Maybe I'll do one a month in November and December, and then I can probably do bit. pretty well selling online. Okay. Are you for the rest of the year? That's my plan. So with the selling online, are you selling using Etsy as your vehicle, or are you using some other mode? So I was on Etsy, and I think I owe a lot of my success to them. Mm -hmm. Shelly and I were recently at a Madison Area Potters Guild meetup. Shout out to them. And it's, I was going to try to move away from Etsy because of some of their unsavory business practices. But I'm thinking I'm, I might go back to it just because they're so powerful on the internet in terms of their presence. And people are comfortable with them. Yeah. They know them. It's yeah. so easy. And that's valuable. So I think I might try the hybrid model of having my own website. Shelly and I were talking earlier about some of my new patterns taking a lot longer to glaze, so those might go on my website only. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the hard ones, the, ex the ones that I need to be making more of a profit on, or I make less of a profit on because they take longer, mm -hmm. might be like website only where I can guarantee my overhead, whereas Etsy takes a cut, and if you opt into their advertising scheme, it's question like you they could take up to sixty percent of the sale. And Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, if they decide that they're going to put your stuff in a commercial, oh or, yeah, because they're like, well, there's a price to pay. For right, right, that costs money. Yeah, yeah, and it's valuable. Sure. Right, like I would, I would love to have a pot in an Etsy commercial. That's pretty cool. It um, is until then you're back to where you were how many years ago where you're just doing production, production, production. That's true. I do need to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Last time we talked, we never talked about your work, you know, your actual work. Yeah. And your aesthetic. Yeah. What's your muse these days? The biggest thing that I'm interested in exploring is adding depth in some capacity like i feel like i can throw a pot pretty well i have a glazing system that is maybe not responsive enough to form like it feels like i make a canvas and then i decorate it as opposed to like thinking about how this pattern is going to go on a form and what can i do to add another layer to mm -hmm. that keeping in mind i do need to make a living mm -hmm. there's a there's a balance there and i'm much more comfortable with thinking about that now as opposed to before it was like a, I gotta I can make a bunch of pots and that's good enough mm -hmm. and however I need to cut cut something to make it faster like that's okay and I I'm okay taking my time a little bit more now charging a little bit more or maybe the idea of having two lines even like a, my crank out stuff because that was another part of the workshop was recognizing like you can crank out a lot of pots and mm -hmm. that's like a skill that I have honed over time and it's it's something to be proud of, yeah. I think. I want to be able to flex that muscle if I need to, and not burn, but not burn myself out. So it's like protecting. Right. But anyways, yeah, adding depth and texture, I think, is, is my next exploration. And I have color. some ideas. 
yeah i mean color is will always be part of my work and mm -hmm. i really admire we were just talking about the saint croix pottery tour and that's a lot of brown pots a lot of wood firing and i i fucking love that stuff so much mm -hmm. and i do want to do some more atmospheric firing but my heart will always be in color and mm. pattern I just love that I love that in my home I love it on my pots I buy those pots I, I love all kinds of pottery thankfully but I think for myself it will always be bright and colorful although if I get more into wood firing who knows right we'll, see. It, well you can have and both you can still, uh, yeah exactly yeah. talk about different lines mm -hmm. that's another thing that I grapple with and I can't remember if we talked about this last time I was on the pod is the idea of potter's pots versus like pottery for lay people like I feel like I make pottery that people who don't know anything about ceramics really love yeah but I don't know that it fits in the world of like studio pottery as much. Maybe I'm wrong. I, but. I wonder if that with Instagram and all these different spaces to explore all the different takes on surfaces. I feel like it's a super exciting time to be working in clay. Absolutely. Because it's like, it's the merging of all these different mediums in one place at one time. And then to be able to to have a device that fits in your pocket where you could peruse all these different approaches and yes. then people are being so generous on youtube and, and instagram and some of the other social media sites where they're actually making videos and showing you how they do it and i wonder if some of that's changing i think you and i have similar aesthetics we really like mid-century modern mm -hmm. we like clean lines we like pops of color. We like points of rust in between some of those patterns and those designs. Yep, absolutely. You, I bet you can spot your buyer. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> those people need pots too. Exactly. They don't need to be a potter's pot. I just feel like the world is getting bigger mm -hmm. instead of smaller and there's space for everybody. And nobody should feel shameful about yeah. what they make or who buys it. I feel like I wrestle with always wanting to appeal to people that I respect right like for sure I want you know Tara Wilson to pick up one of my pots and be like this is great and I love this but we all have our own taste I guess and I we talk to terms with that but a hundred percent and also I that's again I feel like and maybe this is for all people where you have people that you really respect and you want them to say I really respect your work and I like your work and and maybe we shouldn't I mean that'd be great but if you're loving it and like if you're going to bed at night thinking about what you're going to do next mm -hmm. and you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to try this new thing or that you're living your best life right you don't need justification from these other people that's true some of these folks who have been making the same type of work for most of their career their eye is just trained on those colors those mm -hmm. those shapes unless they're again constantly learning and branching so maybe they just don't even have they haven't built an eye for something outside of what they've gotten used to seeing yeah and i think there's probably some generational differences yeah because it's changed so much in right. the last 10 years it used to be about the process and the atmospheric firings and, and ash all... buildup of a five-day wood firing or whatever and I love and respect that, but mm -hmm. watch some of these people on YouTube and Instagram and these intense surfaces that they're taking days and multiple firings. Like there is, there's, there's no a money lot left to be in it. 
interested about that process too. <laughs> there is, but it's also, I guess this is my other side of the coin. I think as makers, we can really appreciate having an idea and a design that you just have to see come to fruition. Mm -hmm. You have to spend the, the week long carving or drawing or however you want to approach it. You have to take the time to do that. And then after you accomplish that, you realize you'd have to charge an absurd amount right. to be able to Therein make lies the problem. Right. And it's it's like a thing where if you want to make a living, you have to be having that in the also in the front of your mind of okay, what price can I sell this for? You know, can I get this to a place that I'm excited yet is efficient enough that I can charge it a, right. a price that I will get paid for it. And I've seen people on Instagram who have work in many great galleries. It seems like they are in so many spaces, yet I've seen pleas on Instagram where they don't know if they're gonna be able to make their bills that month and asking yeah. if people can you know, buy their seconds. And that to me, I don't want to be in that situation. And so yeah, kind of find math problem. walking those lines and yeah, making something that uh, people can purchase without having to take out a loan. Right. I mean, people do that for paintings, right? They will Well, some people do layaway for pottery. Yeah. I think my strategy it will probably end up being different lines of work like the fancy pots and the more accessible and pots. the utilitarian pots mm -hmm. yeah we'll see and, and the other thing is like again this is the beginning right the beginning of full-time so this could go in many different directions I'm older and wiser I'm gonna do some time trials see how long it actually takes to get a mug from start to finish and change oh the numbers to I've tried to do that but yeah. I'm like I started out where I'm like, well, I can throw it in under two minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got to write two minutes, and then I got to wait, and then once it's dry enough, then put those times down, and then and then I'm like, oh, forget it, fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna call it thirty-five dollars or whatever at the time. Yeah, seemed like more than I would want to pay for a mug. Right. <laughs> like, what's the most you've paid for a mug now? Over two hundred dollars. Ooh, that's more than me. Renee Lepresti. And how often do you use it? Uh, not often. It's, oh. a top, it's a top shelf mug. It's like a special, it's a, special it's like drink the, mug. The guests, they, it's keep like it on a, the top shelf. Yeah, if they broke that fucking mug, I would be livid. Oh my god. Because you can't get them. Like they're so hard to get. So it's yeah. It's part of the process. It's like the hunt and yeah. then. <laughs> where did when did you come across it? Were you at? She had an Instagram sale. Oh, and you and were I just snatched like. It. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's the one I wanted. Like it's just everything I wanted from her. So I'll cherish it forever. But yeah, I don't Aww. use it a lot. Yeah. Do you have a mug area where you have them all where you can see them? So my kitchen doesn't have upper cabinets. I have open shelves. Oh, it's all open shelves. So yeah. they're all on display. Yeah, I feel like I need to read. Like the collection has grown. That is the, that is a plus side of having a day job. Is that my you can pottery buy collection has expanded quite a bit over oh, the past five years. But were you trading though when you were still, no? I mean, I wasn't really doing shows with the people whose pots that I wanted. Like oh, I, I was in a different crowd. Yeah, okay. So if you're at a sale 
and somebody whose work you're not excited about wants to trade with you, what do you say? Absolutely trade. So you just say, sure? Yeah. And then what do you do with the crocheted brassiere that you got <laughs> in exchange for it? Oh, the... yeah. I don't know. Give it away. Accept it as like a, a flattery, <laughs> you know? I know. I was like collecting like a whole bunch of just like, I shouldn't even say this presents I've gotten from family members that maybe it's something that is lovely it's just not me mm-hmm. so it's not that it was in bad taste or right, like, right. I mean it was nice but it's just something I wouldn't use or wear and so I have like a collection of it but now I'm like self-conscious because what if I give them back to somebody who knows who gave them to me well if it's been long enough you could say it you know ran its oh, course I'm, and I'm sorry I forgot it it's still in the same box I I have that with some like art because when I would do the just the one day sales around here when I was starting to get back into doing art fairs I have some stuff where I was just like sure I'll trade but then I was just like oh my gosh like how many candles do I need to get yeah and they all smell like soap you know where you're just like I used to trade a lot with soap people which I greatly miss like i a bought bar? a bar of soap you the other bar? day yeah so you don't use the pump Mm-mm. oh my whole family is into pump yet my kiddo loves bar soap the smell of it so there's a whole crate of barred soap like handmade soap <laughs> that owen doesn't want to use because it smells so good oh but yet i don't know i think we're gonna have to start using we have to break into it i love bar soap feel like but there's an like I used to always there. have like I never had to buy soap because I was always trading with the soap people yeah, that's true so those are my those are my people those are your peeps so I'm excited to get back into shows for that reason yeah so for restock soap. So my buy closet soap. For, with the soap so if you're a soap maker out there listening to this podcast it's coming come find some toast ceramics <laughs> ready to trade let's wrap it up wind down wind down And we're going to talk about what is altering your world these days. But I wonder if I know. Is it because you're quitting your job? I mean, yeah. It's a pretty life-altering decision. Yeah. A little nervous, but got the health insurance piece figured out. Older and wiser, as I mentioned. Very good at spreadsheets now. That's huge. Recognize the value of data. (laughs) Well, and you know, probably like all these things I learned in my day job. I was just going to say the amount of things that you've been able to capture Mm -hmm. over the last few years, maybe this was exactly what you needed to be able to move to this new space. I'll try it. And if it doesn't work out, I'll go find another job. Like I'm just not going to beat myself up about it. I'm not going to give up. Sometimes I feel like maybe I opted out a little prematurely and you kind of got to hustle for a while, but I was, I was just burnt out. But you needed a break. I, yeah. 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 If it's a slog, then maybe it's time to and Maybe away. I'm just on a five-year time limit. Which is fine, With too. all jobs. It's just like five years is enough and then I'll pivot or whatever. But then if as long as you keep coming back to clay, there's right. a <laughs> pattern. And that's fine. Like we have this idea in our culture in the United States that you have to be at like... You've got to be a company man. you got to stay at the same job your whole career. It's just it's I, not I, that way for everybody. Well, and do you know the most interesting fuckers I've ever met are the ones who haven't been on a single track. Yeah. They're the people who was like, you know, you're hanging out and you're like, oh, our, our, we're waiting for the plumber because our, our faucet is loose. And they're like, 
I'm an artist now, but I used to be a plumber. And then they go fix them. <laughs> they walk by the guitars in your house, and they're like, oh, you play guitar? I play guitar, too. Right. Those are the people who are not afraid to try different things, and the amount of knowledge you gain from right. having all these different experiences makes yeah. you a, a more interesting person. When I taught in Milwaukee, I taught general ed. But I, I didn't go directly to that because I was first had an art degree and then went and worked in the different potteries and then went back to school. And the people who went right from college and said, I'm going to be a teacher and did that path and then went into teaching, I found that their ability to relate to families and understanding how stressful it can be to work a full-time job and then mm -hmm. to find time to get to that parent-teacher conferences or to get to that evening concert. They had no idea right. because they had never been in those situations. And I felt like that really gave me a lot of respect for how hard it is. Absolutely. And thus it allowed me to have a conversation on a different level than people who may not have experienced that. So I feel like the more experiences you can have and the more empathetic you can become empathy it makes you a much better human right ideally we could all be empathetic without having to have experiences but, but you know what sure help. and if you can do it without that's cool right but it also you know no judgment no judgment just be a good person right that's, that's the work i've done in therapy is just like when someone does something that I feel is unfair or mean, I just see through it now. It's like, I see through this. I realize it's not about me. Right. I see that you're probably going through something and this is like your pain coming out in a way that to other people perhaps would seem unfair or mean, but it's, I just only feel for those people now, which mm. is, feels That's very lovely. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna I'm be not gonna close. get worked up about we're it. We're not gonna yeah. be close, yeah. it's okay. I'm not gonna get, <laughs> It's not going to ruin my day because clearly something's ruining your day. Yeah, it's not day. about you. Yeah, it's not about me. Yeah. Go. Yeah, that's the biggest. Most things are not about us. No <laughs> shit. That is so true. Um, so I'm trying to think of what's altering my world. Yeah. What is? You know what's altering my world is there are not enough hours in the day, even though we have all this extra sunlight. <laughs> With my kids being home from school, and they have things going on, but there's also a lot of time that they're hanging out at home. Mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna have a pretty easy summer and we'd do all these fun things. And I ended up having a lot of sales because Artfulome had, I think they had a sale this like 20% off. Oh. And so it was really great. They're selling a lot, which yay, Artful Home, that's awesome. But it I'm also- meeting with a gal from there next week. Ooh. But it turned into my summer that was gonna be, I thought a little bit, looser to right. being pretty full so all these things I haven't been able to do in addition to even though my kids are older they still need, yeah. they need their mom That's and great. so having things like practice driving and making time to go to the library and and da, 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 da. anyway I feel like I need more time but yeah. it's okay because we're doing a, the best we can do <laughs> that's all yeah. you can do hard to balance you yeah. wear a lot of hats girl i respect you i don't know if my our listeners know this i'm on school board oh that's and nice. i so i've been trying to say no to more and i went to cisa 2 like an educational group in the state and they have all kinds of wonderful things that they're doing and how they support the schools and yada 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 
Well, I'm the representative for our school district. So I went to the conference, which is about an hour away on a Tuesday night. Oh boy. And I had already had a school board meeting on the Monday. So Monday night, school board meeting, Tuesday night, drove an hour to the CESA 2 meeting. And the whole way down there, I'm going, I'm not going to commit to anything. I'm not going to commit to anything. I'm not going to. So we get there and they had a speaker and I'm just, cause I'm like, what am I getting into? Cause I'm like, <laughs> I feel like there's, uh, there's going to be an ask here. Oh boy. And there's me and two other people at our table. Um, and there's supposed to be four of us, but one person didn't show. They say at the end of the night, they're like, okay, now we need to do elections. If you have a green dot at your table, you need to elect somebody to represent your area for a three-year term where they meet once a month and they have dinner in Whitewater an hour away for three years, three-year oh term, my. all throughout the year. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. And the woman next to me, she's like, I don't drive. Oh. So then she's like, I'm totally out. And so it was the other guy, and I ca- I'm like, can, can we share it? Can we job share it? Because I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll cover you, and you cover me. And then maybe, we- and she's like, no, 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 somebody has to commit. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like That's not even an ask. It's That's not an ask. It's a force. It's a force. <laughs> but he took the, he took it. Oh, the hit. I was just like, thank you so much. That was amazing that you, anyway, so I'm trying to say no to Good. more. Absolutely. But it is, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, because. And there's so many worthwhile so things, many things too. Yep. That's part of an, another decision Adulting. making thing for me in terms of quitting my job is like trying to get more involved in my neighborhood association and nice local politics on some level. Having politics time are for important. That. They're really important, especially local because that's where you make anyways. changes. Right. So having some more time to do that. Well, hopefully it will. Maybe one day you'll be doing a workshop. What? Oh, yeah, I might start cool. some teaching stuff. We'll yeah. See. Well, thank you for hanging out and talking. And thank you for having me. Honored as always. Hopefully, the birds haven't drowned us <laughs> out. Because <laughs> they've there been gone berserkers. That's for Between sure. that and my barky dog. Oh my Just gosh. Just a couple little woofs. Maybe the next time we record, it can be even in a louder area. <laughs> like we can go to kennel. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Frank. Sorry if we're too loud. Hello, folks, and welcome to Walt- uh, Waltered. <laughs> Walters. Potters. Uh, <laughs> Altered Potters. 